Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue, here is your host, Dominic Catronio. I don't even know where to begin on this one. Oh my goodness. Brewers did their best to steal as many eyes as they could from the Packers with a 13-inning heartbreaker against the New York Yankees. They won the series, but man... It just leaves a, a sour taste in your mouth. Ten no-hit innings. They lose the no-hitter in the 11th inning. They keep fighting. They take the lead, and they end up losing in the bottom of the 13th inning on a walk-off double by Kyle Higashioka. There's just no way to even begin describing this game. I'm Dom Catronio with Jeff Cirillo. I, I am trying not to be a victim of the moment, Jeff, but, I mean, I... I can't think of a wilder, just just flat-out crazy baseball game that I've been a part of, you know, that, that didn't have any offense really involved at all. It was just two heavyweights going at it on a matinee day in the Bronx. Uh, just, just a great display of pitching by both Garrett Cole and Corbin Burns today. I mean, it was just fun to watch as a baseball, baseball fan. As a player, you know, you're just kind of just deciphering every bat. It felt like a playoff game. I feel for Corbin Burns, man. Because, once again, he didn't get a chance to finish the no-hitter, but obviously it wouldn't have mattered because the Brewers did not score a run behind him either. But yet another eight shutout innings for Corbin Burns and a no-hit bid. Him, Abner Uribe, and Devin Williams combined for ten no-hit innings against the New York Yankees, and they all get no decisions for their efforts. Yoel Piams gave up the hit, but that was the only run that he, he allowed the place runner to score. He got out of the 11th. Then uh, in the 12th inning, Andrew Chafin gave up a two-run homer to tie the game to Giancarlo Stanton. Then Hobie Milner allowed the walk-off in the bottom of the 13th. Uh, real quick, get this out of the way, that the reason why Andrew Chafin was pitching in this game is because the reason why he put Chafin before Milner is because they were trying to stay away from Hobie Milner in this game. Elvis Piguero was not available. Trevor McGill was not available. So you, you look at the way that the depth chart played out, I'm promise you they obviously had confidence in Andrew Chafin, but I'm sure you're reading this the same way as I did. The fact that Milner followed Chafin is that they were hoping to get through that 13th inning with Chafin and avoid Hobie Milner for the day, given how much he's been used as of late. And obviously, it backfired. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, you get a bit crowded. I mean, Chafin's been pitching very well. I mean, I think his last four outings has been spotless. So, I mean, He's a big league pitcher with, with veteran experience, and uh, you know whether it be help um, Milner or Chapin, I think the council had confidence in either one. Uh, and like you said, you know it came back to bite him that, that Milner was supposed to have the day off, and just sometimes just run out of pitching down there. And that's what it was. They ran out of pitching. You can't pin this, in my opinion, as great as Garrett Cole was, and then he faced the closer. Uh, you, you faced their their leverage guys, Wandy Peralta, uh, and then Clay Holmes, and then. Uh, Tommy Canley, you saw their leverage guys, but I mean, you needed one run. You just needed one run, and they didn't get the job. This isn't totally on Andrew Chafin or on the bullpen or on that matter. The pitching staff did held up their end of the bargain. The offense obviously was late arriving, but I even have a hard time blaming them on that because it, they got Garrett Cole. I mean, Garrett Cole is going to win the American League Cy Young this year, and I sit here and tip my cap because the Brewers weren't chasing against him. They had a great approach against him, and look, that's what great pitchers do. He is already a borderline Hall of Famer. He's on a track to be a Hall of Famer. And he just was Garrett Cole today. And that's, I just don't have any other reaction saying, yeah, 
That was a hell of a pitching stat, uh, pitching day. Yeah, I mean, you got to tip your cap to Garrett Cole, and he's been doing against the whole league. But you got a hot team in the Brewers, right? And uh, they're just coming off two two good wins in New York. And I don't care if the Yankees are great, if the Yankees are maybe having a down year, it's still Yankee Stadium. And so, you know, I mean, the Brewers had all the momentum with their ace on the mound. And like you said, Garrett Cole was just uh, – he's one of those guys, right? You look at the free agent market and just like – and sometimes those free agents don't work out. You know, I would have to say that he has definitely paid off in spades for the Yankees, and today he was on display. It was uh, awesome stuff from him and from Corbin Burns, for that matter. We'll talk a little more specifically about Corbin Burns coming up in the next segment. But there was a few opportunities here, uh, 855-616-1620, if you're with us uh, during halftime of the Packer game, uh, 855-616-1620. I, I, I point to... The chaos of the 10th inning. Obviously, I mean, we can sit here and, and judge it all day long, but I, I'll, you know, you get a leadoff walk for Willie Adamas in the top of the 10th, first and second, nobody out. And Andre Monasterio not bunting. I understand the decision. Andre Monasterio has been a hot bat as of late, hitting over 350 since the start of September. Uh, the Brewers, as an organization, do not bunt. They have the second fewest bunts in baseball. That's not their thing. They don't practice it that often. I mean, they practice it, but you got to be real. It's hard to bunt in the big leagues, especially with everybody throwing 98 and that kind of thing, and obviously it backfires hitting into the double play, and they don't score in the 10th inning, but they managed to get through in the 11th. I thought that was going to be the moment that, oh, no, the Brewers didn't try to move the runners over, and they didn't get burned in the moment, but I was, I was still surprised they didn't go against their ways. And you know what? Kudos to Craig Council for being consistent. That's right. I mean, if it's an organization policy that they don't bunt, then they don't bunt. It looked like it was a, a definitely a, a play where you would bunt, especially, I mean, Bismarck here is a contact type bat, you know, and so you give them a chance to put the ball in play. And, you know, I mean, it's one of those ones, like you said, it's very hard to bunt uh, high leverage relievers that are throwing 95 plus just to, just to square around in there. And if they don't practice it, then they don't practice it. And so today it might not have worked, but the next time it might. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to say like they totally don't practice it. You always see that obligatory first round where you drop down bunts, but you know a bunt isn't out, and it's still no guarantee, but we, we've talked about situational hitting plenty of times on this show throughout the year. Uh, on the offensive front, William Contreras did extend his on-base streak. Mark Canis was snapped at 20 games. Uh, you look at this lineup, nobody had multiple hits today. They weren't able to draw many walks because Cole was uh, really dominant, but the offense today, they came back down to earth with runners in scoring position, just two for 12. And I, I'm not going to overreact to one loss. And, you know, we talked about it. The offense is the reason they lost this game. Yes, they scored three runs in 13 innings, but that's not the reason. But the thing is, it, it's when this offense shows up, man, like we've seen the last two days, it's pretty hard to stop. It's a train. And uh, this week, in this uh, finale, it just never really arrived. Well, it's one of those things, if you look at the Brewers and they're starting pitching, right? Miley doesn't walk many guys. Burns doesn't walk many guys. Woodruff doesn't walk many guys. Basically, what, what the blueprint is for them was was flipped on them today with Garrett Cole, right? He's very stingy. He's got swing and miss stuff. But he's not going to walk anybody either. So you're going to have to earn all your hits against top-level pitching. And so, I mean, it, to be honest, it was a great weekend. I mean, still, you know, you got a, an ace-like performance, you know, going in. And, and like I said, you know, I've said this many times that the you know, the Brewers are one of those teams that if you get them in the playoffs, you know, it's not like you're excited to see them. 
It's truly, and this is a game the Brewers just ran out of pitching. I'm, and they're in the midst of Craig Council's kind of got his hands tied right now too, because you're starting this stretch of 17 in a row. This was Game Three of 17 in a row, and you've got a few bullpen arms out there that are hurting, that are trying to get you to the end of the season, and. This is a game that you still won the series. Would have been nice to get the sweep. Absolutely. The Cubs had a tough weekend at home against the Diamondbacks. They won today, but you remain three games clear of them heading into the final 20 games of the season. In the moment, holy cow, what a game. I can't believe they lost that game. In in the moment, right, that's what you're thinking. But in the grand scheme of things, okay, you know what? Is a game they could have won? Yeah, but... They took two out of three from the Yankees. They're headed back home. They've got a chance to beat up on the Marlins, an an offense that is a lot like the Brewers, not many homers, a lot of singles. And I'm ready to flush it and move on because, holy cow, what a game. We do got to talk about Corbin Burns. Yeah, right. I mean, just this guy's been a dominant dominant pitcher. It's just, I mean, it's it's one of those ones when you look at the schedule and you're playing against the Brewers, you know, you're you're kind of with one eye open, hoping you miss one of these these horses, you know, that they have now going. So, uh, Tip your cap. I mean, it, it seems like both pitchers were kind of feeding off of each other today, uh, which is always great to see, right? You know, just two top-tier talents um, battling it out like that. It's fun to watch. 855-616-1621. Real quick, get to the phone line before we take our first break. This one from Holly in Kenosha. You're live here on Brewers Extra Innings. Dom, thank you so much. I enjoy listening to your shows. My biggest regret is that I wish that game could have been played in American Family Field where our Brewers fans could have gotten a big bang for their buck. Their Brewers tickets times 13 innings. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. That's great stuff. Appreciate it, Holly. That would have been so much fun here at home and very stressful to say at least. And shoot, Jeff, we didn't even talk about the great catch by the Sal Freelich yet. We'll do that coming up in the next segment as well. It's all brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Take a breather. Come back with more on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Okay, this is the Corbin Burns segment because... You know, if we had a player of the game bowl today, we only do that on wins. It would be Corbin Burns without question. It's all brought to you by the Salvation Army. The Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need, and your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. I thought, I said this to myself, Jeff, that as soon as the first inning started and the way that Corbin Burns was attacking the top third of the order, I audibly said, oh, the cutter and slider are on today. And eight shutout innings, seven strikeouts, a pair of walks, but zero hits, zero runs. This was a, another day that Corbin had his A-plus stuff. Nothing was getting hit hard, and he took the horse by the reins and, and took care of things today for the Brew Crew. Yeah, I remember earlier, too, when Burns wasn't quite up, up to like what we're seeing now. Like in the first half, and he was really working that sinker. And, you know, people were asking, like, well, why is he throwing that sinker? Well, today's one of those examples, right? He's throwing that cutter, and then he's throwing the sinker fastball in off of that, that cutter away, especially to righties. So, I mean, he was on his stuff. And, uh, and I think that by sticking with that one pitch, you know, just gave him another weapon. I think he's feeling a lot more comfortable with that pitch. And you look at the, the swings. I mean, nothing was reaching the outfield, too, against Corbin Burns, right? Uh, through those eight innings, 
He had one, two, three, four balls reach the outfield. That's it. In eight innings, four balls reach the outfield. That is, I know we all look at strikeouts and we look at look at whiffs and things of that nature. That's a huge piece of it all. And the fact that nothing was hit all that hard, the infield was playing great, and I, I just see Corbin Burns clicking back into dominant version of Corbin Burns as of late. That's it, right? And it's one of those guys when you know you're facing a Corbin Burns, right? You know it's going to be a long day at the office. You know, you're just hoping to scratch out a hit one for four, you know, and then you kind of beat up the rest. But like you're saying, you know, when he's on his stuff, on his game, you know, he's going to get swings and miss, he's going to get strikeouts. But then you're going to see that contact where it's just hard to lift the ball. It's hard to really impact the ball and get it to the outfield. So, I mean, tip your cap and going forward, you know, I don't see that stopping the Corbin Burns for you. Similar to Freddie Peralta's great run since the start of July, Corbin is on one as well. Corbin in his last 13 starts, only 4-3 and three record because of the offense, but a 2.76 ERA, 84 innings, uh, 92 strikeouts, 27 walks a little high, 8 homers is a little high, but an 091 opponent's whip, a 169 opponent's batting average, and that 276 ERA even comes with a five-earned run outing, a six-earned run outing in there. This was his fourth time all year long that he's gone eight shutout innings. That's the most in baseball. And I saw some chatter on social media. I'm not going to believe it, but somebody saying, you know, is Corbin Burns even going to start a game one? Do you even want Corbin Burns to start a game one for you? Yeah, today was a reminder. Yeah, he is going to start a game one. And yeah, he is lined up to start game 162 right now. And he's a reminder that when he's on, he is a top three pitcher in baseball. He went toe-for-toe with Garrett Cole and, quite frankly, outpitched him. And obviously, both of them get no decisions. Yeah, that's right. I mean, anyone that can see that. I mean, you look at a Sunday matinee in the Bronx against their best pitcher, matching him bullet for bullet. And like you said, even outperforming. It's just too bad that he couldn't go out for the ninth inning. I think that's a silly stat that they have in baseball. But smart on them. I mean, they were ahead of the game on that, knowing that if, if the Brewers didn't score in the ninth inning, that, that they were gonna they were gonna pull him in that game. But it's a silly stat, and you wish you would get uh, get credited for a no hitter through nine innings. I know, right? Well, I mean, talk to Pedro Martinez, right? Perfect through nine, game with the extras, doesn't get credit for it. So the it's not it's not the pitcher's fault, right? They've had ten no-hit innings today between Williams and Arebe, but all that matters is the uh, the final, and uh, that's what we learned today. But the Brewers, I, I again, I see a, a lot of stuff on social media, chafing, chafing, chafing. I get it. He hung a slider to Giancarlo Stanton, and Stanton made him pay. It was really the only thing Stanton did in this whole series. And I want to remind folks, too, as we head into the latter stages of September, Chafin was the third guy they picked, right? They didn't want to go to Chafin today, but they had to. They, they went to Chafin before Milner because they didn't want to go to Milner. And I look at the roster. Obviously, the roster shrinks in the postseason. 26-man roster, not a 28-man. I, I know Chafin had been better as of late. I, I understand why Council went to him in that moment. I think people are overreacting in the moment, saying, Chafin, do you have him tomorrow? Do you have him tomorrow? Look, who are you going to bring up to fill his spot? It's not – Clayton Andrews hasn't worked out. J.B. Bukowskis hasn't pitched really at all for the Brewers. This dude's got big league experience. Is he going to pitch leverage? Probably not, but they needed somebody to try to get through the 13th inning with a two-run lead, and the one guy you don't want to hang a slider to, he hung it to Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, and it looked like the ball barely got out, so I don't know if the wind was just blowing straight in. 
at Yankee Stadium today, but it just, I mean, it was in, it was in the reach of Weimar out there in center field. So like you said, you know, stands a big man and, and when he runs in the balls, they, they go, go a long way. So, uh, you know, I, I think that you know, it's a little blip on the radar, but Chapin's pitched much better for the Brewers, and I think going forward, he'll continue to do so. We'll uh, take a quick breather. Mike, I see you here on the phone lines, and we'll come back with more. Also want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you in part by Hupe and Abraham. For every double play the Brewers turn this season, Hupe and Abraham will donate $100 to Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. And remember, if you're injured or in an accident, call Hupe and Abraham. Winner, it's free, guaranteed. The winning team at Hupe and Abraham, H-U-P-Y dot com. Take a breather. Come back with Jeff after this on WTMJ. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Brewers fall in 13 innings, 4-3. to three. What a game. I know it's disappointing the Brewers lost it, but I was just, I mean, one of the games of the year. I mean, without a question, the catch of the year by Sal Freelick crashing into Joey Weimer. I mean, I didn't expect to see, of all the people to come up, hurting and bloodied to see Joey Weimer, the one coming up bloodied and bruised from Sal Freelick as they collided on that catch in right center field. That was, I jumped out of my chair here in the studio because I thought, oh man, there it is. There's the wall. Oh my God. Kind of, it was, oh my God, what a play. That was amazing, right? And just those two guys just giving it all out there and give it up for South Philly, right? I mean, another, he made two great catches in this series. The first game he made a great catch. And then, and the fact that, that, you know, that's what you're always looking for. And I think that's what Craig Council does for. And I think what the Brewers organization looks for, those guys that don't take their offense on the defense, right? I think that Sal was over five today with, I think, got a, a walk there in his last at bat. But, you know, not taking your offense on the defense and just show, just the emphasis of how important defense is and South Philly, an unbelievable catch. It was it was absolutely ridiculous stuff. I want to get back to the phone lines, 855-616-1620. Mike and Lombard, you're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I got to tell you, Corbin Burns is really a hard luck pitcher lately. Today was amazing. He couldn't scratch a run for the guy again. It's just, you know, hats off to him. But, man, this is one thing that bothers me. Andrew Monasterio, I can't pronounce the name, maybe. Why wasn't he bunting right there? I mean, two guys on, he can't bunt. He's on a power hitter. Why wasn't he moving those guys over? It was was right there, and I agree with the callers. I mean, Mr. Chapman, or whatever his name is, because he's like like the bush guy that we got rid of back in May. It's just amazing. It's really too bad. But yeah, I, I like Chafin as well. Yeah, I appreciate the call there, Mike. But yeah, obviously the results speak for themselves. It hasn't worked out so far here in Milwaukee. Uh, as far as the bunt, we talked about it earlier, Jeff. Just I was surprised. I think the reasoning was, for one, Monasterio's been a hot hitter. A base hit scores a run, too. They figured he was more likely to hit a base hit than ground into the worst-case scenario, a double play. Uh, but... Also, Monasterio's not really a bunter. He hasn't bunted all season long. The Brewers don't do it as an organization. We've talked about that being their their stance on this. But, again, I, I'm with the caller here, Jeff, and I, I think we're in the same boat. Sometimes with this extra inning rule and a pitcher's duel like that, it felt like one run was going to win that game in the 10th inning, and I would have been totally fine putting all the eggs in the basket. But the counter to that is, well, who do you got on deck? And it's Victor Caratini behind Monasterio today. So, it, it, I know Vic's had a decent offensive season, but there's worries about that with him. Maybe they would walk him. 
to set up the double play. Then they get the leverage lefty on lefty with uh, Terrain coming in. Or not lefty on lefty, I beg your pardon. It was a righty on the mound. But then you got Terrain coming up. So these are all the factors in a manager's decision. But I still, it roots down for me. I would have bunted, but I get why they didn't. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I think that the situation was typically in Monteros it, it is normal spot of ninth, right? And then you have Yelich leading off or in the flipping the lineup there. I think you might have probably seen a bunt. But at the same time, I mean, it was still he still made really good contact of balls, a nice play on the third base, and turned that double play over. And uh, Monterey's got speed. He puts the ball in play, maybe put the game in motion a little bit with him swinging the bat. Uh, and, and I think that, that, Dom, you nailed it with just uh, having Karatine and then Terrain coming up. Maybe a different scenario if you had Yelich coming up and then Contreras all the and it was clear that Yelich was not available. He is day-to-day with his back. He certainly would have had an opportunity to pinch hit at some point in this game. They brought in Weimer for a defensive replacement, too. So uh, it was it was clearly a day that Yelich was not available either. I, I just want to get your thoughts here. Uh, the difference-making moment, I think, isn't really a moment because there's a walk-off homer or a walk-off double and then the game-tying homer at all, but, like, the extra inning rule. I mean, we've had this since 2020. I've seen it firsthand in the minor leagues. I know you've seen it scouting, too. I've seen it for a few years. It's obviously a very polarizing subject. I'm just curious, where do you stand on it, Cirillo? Because I think I personally love it, but I understand the haters of it. Uh, I don't think anyone loves extra inning baseball games, maybe other than the fans, obviously. You know, the people that work at the stadium, the announcers don't work at the players don't really like extra innings. Um, you know, they always say, you know, they don't pay us for extra innings. Uh, I mean, which they do. But at the same time, uh, it just it crushes the pitching staff, right, especially if you're depleted and you go really long. And then you have, like, the Brewers, right, where you're playing just countless games coming through. You know, if you don't have that guy at second base, you know, and you could play an 18. And the way that game looked, it could have gone 18 innings, right? And so then they'd be really searching and scrounging for tomorrow's um, pitching, right, who can pitch the next game. So I like it. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously I don't like it in the playoffs, but during the regular season I think it works. Yeah, the good news is it's not in the playoffs, and I think that's a beautiful it's, – it's just like hockey, right? Hockey, they go to a three-on-three overtime in the regular season and then a shootout trying to get a victory, right? They're trying to get it over with. Whereas in the playoffs, buckle up, it's a marathon, five-on-five on the ice. You're playing all the way through because that's how the game's supposed to be played. And we saw it uh, uh, last year in the playoffs between, you, you know, right by you, the Mariners and the Astros going 18 innings without the placed runner. So it's still happening – you know, in the postseason where you don't get that placed runner, I'm with you. I love it because, let's be honest, like, let's get this game over with because both teams get ruined for a week. The game lasts forever, and I understand some people are baseball purists and all that stuff. I, I get your argument, but everyone just kind of wants to get a victor and go home, right? You're right. This game would have gone 18 innings, 100%. This game would have gone forever, and sometimes you got to – play things a little bit differently, situational hitting is all that matters. And I, I remember in my first game I ever saw it in the minor leagues uh, back in 2018, you know, the, the nobody knew how to manage it yet. So uh, our manager decided to drop down a sacrifice bunt, move to runner the third, hit a sacrifice fly, boom, you got to run in. And, it's, you know, then we quickly learned you need to get the second run because in the bottom of the 10th inning, who else but Abraham Toro? Yes, Abraham Toro was with the Astros organization at the time. He hits a two-run walk-off homer two pitches into the bottom of the 10th. Pressure is always applied. You don't always get that in extra innings. And the fact that it's always on in the regular season, I'm all for. 
Yeah, I do too. Uh, you know, I mean, I think the scenario calls for it. I think for the first and second situation, you know, obviously their analytic team and, and the organization rules basically not to fund that situation. But I think that if you have a chance to push that second run across with moving both runners up, you know, um, it's a good play. And then, of course, obviously in the next inning, if the team, the visiting team doesn't score and you have you're maybe at the bottom of the order and you like a guy that can handle the bat, you know, to maybe bunt that guy over as well. So um, hopefully it's something that might come back in. Well, obviously it won't come back in the playoffs. They don't have that coach runner. So, you know, uh, I don't know, Dom, I'm purist when it comes to that. And, you know, it looked like it was called for, for a bunt. But in that scenario, you know, Craig felt comfortable the way he's swinging the bat. So he let him swing away. Yeah, I agree entirely. So, real quick, the situation at hand now. The Brewers getting ready to come home for a seven-game homestand. Four with the Marlins, who are fighting for their playoff lives right now. They had a come-from-behind win against the Phillies today. Then they get three against the hot Nationals, who have been playing very good baseball in the second half. The Brewers are up three games in the Central, four in the loss column on the Cubs right now. As looking ahead, the Miami Marlins, they're a half-game back of a playoff spot of the Arizona Diamondbacks. This, I mean, the Marlins are going to be coming in hot. They're ready to swing. They've been playing great baseball. They won a series against the Dodgers. Now they won a series against the Phillies. You know, don't roll over. Even though Cindy Alcantara is gone, they're going to be a, a tough out. Yeah, that's exactly right, right? It's kind of a, a team of unknowns at this point right now because nobody gets to follow the Marlins, and, you know, they don't have probably the big-ticket items that other teams might have. But, yeah, don't sleep on them. They have good pitching, and, and like you said, they have a lot of speed, and they're dynamic, so, um, you know, and, and they're coming in hot. So it'll be a good series. And Josh Bell has been on fire since he was acquired from the Guardians here uh, at the trade deadline. Not all is lost. It has been so much fun uh, talking this series with you, Jeff. And uh, even through all the rain, we get to come back home for a roof. And we appreciate your analysis as always, my friend. Thanks, Tom. Have a great rest of the weekend. All right. Jeff Cirillo here on WTMJ. Difference-making moment brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Take a breather and come back after this on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. What a game. Just exhaling for a moment because I can't catch my breath. Uh, 855-616-1620. I want to remind folks listening, uh, reminder, we don't have the Packers on WTMJ. There's some folks texting us like uh, we have the Packers. No, we don't. That started last year. We do not have the Packers on WTMJ. We got you for post-game Green Bay game night coming up. Uh, once that game is over, you can flick us on right here on WTMJ to talk about all of this right now. The Brewers take two out of three from the Yankees. They drop two out of three against the Pirates, so they go 500 on this quick six-game road trip, and they're getting ready to come home against the Marlins. So taking a little deeper look at things right now, the fact that the Diamondbacks won three out of four this weekend against the Cubs is huge for a couple of reasons. Number one, Obviously, they're right back in the thick of it in the wild card race. They're now in the third spot, holding off Miami by a half game. Cincinnati won today, so they're a game and a half back right now. And Cincinnati holds the tiebreaker on Arizona. But San Francisco, they play later tonight. They're currently two games back. They need to win to make it a game and a half back. But Arizona now, if they can win the series next week, all they got to do is win one game against the Cubs next week. But if they win one of those, or if they win that series, they've got a chance to not only be tied with the Cubs, 
for the second spot wild card, but they have the tiebreaker then on the Cubs in that situation, which would then flip Chicago into the three spot in the wild card, and something you got to keep in mind here down the stretch. Every Monday, I will be tweeting the tiebreaker scenarios every Monday and Thursday as new series beginning. So we'll have that on my Twitter feed at Dom underscore Catronio, D-O-M underscore C-O-T. R-O-N-E-O. So that quick little standings peak. Right now, Philly's still in the top wild card spot at 78 and 64. The Cubs in second at 77 and 67, though. So they're actually three back in the loss column there, up two games uh, of the last spot. And then finally, Arizona, 75 and 69. They are a half game clear of Miami, who is 74 and 69. It's brought to you in part by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trusting your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider. And for a limited time only, Cider is waiving their $99 trip fee for HVAC service calls. This offer is not valid on clean and tunes, weekends, or after hours. Valid through September 15th at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Want to get to the phone lines, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Brian out in Tosa, you are live here on Brewers Extra Innings. All right, thanks for taking my call, Dom. Um, what I told your screener is, okay, Burns is pitching probably better than most of his career, and we cannot score a single run for him because he's facing the other team's ace, which is how it lines up, and it's you know classic baseball. It's great you know, strategy and stuff, but... It's going to be 2021 all over again because we can't hit consistently. So, like the Braves, we didn't hit against the Braves in 2021. So, I see us being one and done because our pitchers are pitching great, but our offense is just so hit and miss. And a left-hander, if we face them, forget it. So, I'm concerned that, yeah, the pitching is great for us, but if we stumble and bumble, I mean, the Yankees are worse than us, and they still stole one today with three hits, wasn't it? Or something like that. So yep, exactly. I'm just concerned. I'm just of concerned course. that you know, yeah, the pitching and Chafin is the bad acquisition. Santana and Cannon are great, but Chafin is not working out. They're going to have to revisit that, I think, because he he has just not really pitched that well since he's joined us. So I think they got him. But I know they they had Andrews up and he got lit up. So I, I know they're trying to find another left-hander, but it's a struggle right now, and they need that. Because Milner's great, but we need a, another guy to face a key left-hander late in the game. So yeah. Appreciate exactly. my call. Appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I agree. I, I know Chafin is struggling right now, and he was number one guy on my wish list this offseason, but it obviously hasn't worked out here at the trade deadline. And I, I, I say to the to the offense part of it, yeah, I mean, that, that's that been this, the Achilles heel all season long. Which offense is going to arrive for the Brewers? And since, you know, July, it's been a better offense. And then there are days like today where Corbin Burns gets the short end of the stick, but as things stand right now, he's going to keep facing aces, and you're in the playoffs. You're only going to be facing aces and leverage bullpen. It's just a matter of getting a knock when you need to get a knock, and that's baseball, Susan. You know, to use the John Sterling line. So it's it's a wild, beautiful, infuriating game, but we love it because uh, when you got pitching, you always have a chance, and. Uh, it, it's truly a mirror image of the 2018 team right now. Obviously, that team had an incredible bullpen, an incredible offense, and an MVP, but it had no starting pitching, and it came one game away from a World Series. You look at the Phillies last year. They had the offense. They had the bullpen. There were questions about their starting rotation, but Nola and Wheeler really stepped to the plate at the end of the year. And sometimes, man, you just need two hot weeks, and you become a legend forever. Just two hot weeks. It sounds uh, cliched and basic, but that's the truth. No one cares what you do in October. Once you get to October, nobody cares what you've done from March to September. When you're in October, 
get hot for two weeks, and you become a legend forever. And you you can turn around and be saying, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that offense did X. You know, it, it crazy, crazy stuff happens in October. Uh, we're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council. That's coming up next right here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers fall in 13 in one of the games of the year. I know it was a loss, but man, as a baseball fan, that was epic. I wear a whoop, you know, uh, you know, one of those fitness trackers, and it actually tresses, uh, tracks your stress monitor. And uh, I just got a notification from the app on my phone. It's like, hey, you spent two hours in the high-stress mode. What's going on today, man? <laughs> I was watching Brewers baseball. That's what I was doing. Can't imagine how we would look for Craig Council. All the team, most of the team wears one of these whoop trackers. Uh, let's hear from the manager, Craig Council, after this chaotic 13-inning loss. Yeah, I mean, we don't, with the new rule, you just play so few games um, like this. But obviously, you know, the teams kind of matched each other with, with the innings for a little while there. And um, so we end up playing five extra innings. Um, and, it, look, it was a great game. Um we just, you know, we came up short. Sometimes the guys after, like, a long win will talk about, you know, that's a game you don't want to lose. Yeah. What is the emotional toll of losing a game where you're on the, I mean, you're on the cusp of doing yeah. something that had never been done before? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we got, that's, you know, we got to turn the page. That's, you know, you lost. We had, we played a good series, um, played a good game today. We just, you know, we didn't. Ultimately, there's you know there's a thousand thing points you can look at in the game, a lot of points you can look at in the game with which could have got a run home or, or prevented a run. But um, and yeah, it was a good baseball game, and we came out on the wrong side. You've seen Corbin pitch some really good games since you've been here, since he's been here. Uh, what made him so good today specifically? Would you say? Yeah, I, I just thought I thought the execution was it was an execution day for him. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of right-handed hitters in the lineup, and um, he just I thought he just executed the cutter really, really well today. How big a scare was that when he went down in the seven? Um, he's got a little ankle sprain, um, or he's got an ankle sprain, um, and uh, but he but he kind of bounced back pretty good and full felt felt good when he went out there. He may be a little sore tomorrow, but don't anticipate him missing a start. What's the what's the conversation with him as he's getting deeper into the game? Oh, uh, yeah, we really didn't have any conversation until the, you know, until the ninth inning, um, or after the eighth, I should say, and um, and I, I just thought it, that it was just enough, you know, it's a tie game still and um, 110, so we're looking into, you know, we're looking at a, you know, a number that I wasn't comfortable with going out there again, um, with with. You know what we got ahead of us. With the stakes, Craig, that catch that Sal made. Where is that for you? And some of the plays. Yeah, I mean it's you know that, I mean if anything, it's that's the catch you want to make to to win and and finish it off with a great play like that. Um, it was a heck of a play. I mean that's to, to keep to keep playing after a play like that is is, is incredible. Looked like Weimer maybe took the front end. Of yeah, Weimer got just caught laceration in his mouth. Um, should be okay. Well, then how about some of the young guys like Joey? Andrew had an incredible at-bat there to yeah. give you guys that, that cushion there at the end. Too. Yeah, it's just it's amazing. You know, you get into that those situations, and every at-bat is just, you know, so meaningful to the next one. Um, and then certainly Joey, you know, gave us a big hit to start out that hitting. Andrew fouled off a ton of pitches and 
gave us a little bit of lead. We just, you know, Chafin, unfortunately, he threw a lot of good pitches, and he, he hung one bad hung pitch to a, like the guy that can hurt you, unfortunately. What were your choices um, there? Who? It was um, Chafe, Milner, and Vieira. Vieira. Yeah. Did you want to stay away from Milner because he pitched yesterday? I'm looking. Yeah, we're, we're trying to, I was trying to stay away from Pi Amps today. I was trying to stay away from Milner. We got just big left-handed series coming up. Um yeah, and it's it's there's righties. It's a tough inning for Hobie. It's a tough inning for Chafin. Um, kind of the rest of the way. What do you think about? You know, you, I know you guys are trying really hard to get him going. You you anticipate him being a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it's not a it's a it's a bad pitch. It's not a bad inning. Um, and and you know, it, unfortunately, that uh, was to the wrong guy. And and guys, uh, pretty good at that. He's certainly very good at that. Craig was pretty forthcoming there with the bullpen status. Sometimes, uh, you know, it can be kind of uh, walking into the lines then, if you will, when you ask him about bullpen. But he was candid there. I mean, he didn't want to use Piops. We talked about Piops and, P- and Piguera, how much they've been used on Thursday's Brewers Weekly. And you see it in fruition when you get a 0-0 game. And it's like, we're not even talking about this if it's 5 nothing Brewers, you know. And... The other thing on the Corbin Burns thought, you know, why didn't he go back out there for the ninth? And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty because the Brewers didn't score a run at the top of the ninth inning. But as you sit here, he has never thrown more than 115 pitches in a game, and that was in the no-hitter in 2021. And if you suddenly have something at the end of the year and you're in 17 in a row and it's just something, like, yeah, he's a little sore right now. He did, You know, he threw 128 pitches and didn't even get the no-hitter, right, or didn't even get the job done. Is it worth it? You know, and Craig Council is always in his players' best interest and is trying to look out for their futures. People can hate it. He's consistent. I tip my cap because he's got stones to answer that question. I would be, I, I want to send him back out. It's just, we all want to send him back out. And that's why there's one person in charge of that decision, and that's Craig Council. He knows it's an unpopular decision, and he made the decision for twice now with Corbin Burns uh, back in 2021 and today, almost two years exactly to the day. So the Brewers lost the game. Corbin pitched great. Devin pitched great. Abner pitched great. Uh, the offense, not until the extras, wasn't great, but then didn't get it done on the 13th. So highlights coming up next, and then we get ready to say goodbye as uh, the Packers are blowing it open now against the Bears, so everybody's happy about that. Stay with us, WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. It was an ace-off that lived up to the building, a heavyweight showdown. Garrett Cole and Corbin Burns in the finale on Sunday in New York. In fact, we don't even pick up a highlight until the eighth inning. Corbin Burns carrying a no-hitter all this time. He's got a chance to get through eight for the second time in his career. 3-2 pitch. Got him looking. Cutter on the outside corner. Cabrera is out. Corbin Burns with eight no-hit innings at Yankee Stadium. But the problem was the Brewers didn't have a run yet either. So now we go to the bottom of the ninth inning. Burns is out of the game. They go to the bullpen. Devin Williams hasn't pitched in a week. And a heavyweight fight here, Devin Williams against Aaron Judge. Here's the stretch. The 3-2. Struck him out with a fastball. Judge is gone. No hits for the Yankees through nine innings. There has only been four 10-inning no-hitters in baseball history. Well, there is four after the end of the day. And also, 
ended, nearly ended in the 10th inning if it wasn't for some great defense by the fearless Sal Freelich. Uribe's first pitch, hit in the air. Right center field, Weimer back, so is Freelich jumping and making a catch! It's Sal Freelich in right center! The ball game is saved by Sal! And with everything going on that ended the inning, it preserved the no-hitter. It was 0-0 heading to the 11th, and there has never been an 11-inning no-hitter in baseball history. And it looked like the Brewers are on their way finally getting that run they needed from clutch Tyrone Taylor. Again, the infield is in. One-two pitch. And this is rocketed into center. Down for a base hit for Tyrone Taylor. Caratini trots home, and the Brewers have taken a 1-0 lead here in the Bronx in the top of the 11th. However, that would be the only run they score of the 11th. They would leave two men stranded. Then at the bottom of the 11th, the first hit of the game came with one out, an RBI double by Oswaldo Cabrera. So one to one, Piomps would get out of that 11th inning, leaving the bases loaded after intentionally walking Aaron Judge. In the 12th, the Brewers try to start quickly. Joey Weimer, who was a defensive replacement at the plate. Weimer lines one down the left field line. Extra bases for Joey Weimer. Santana comes around to score. It's an RBI double for Joey Weimer. Trades places with Santana. And the Brewers have a 2-1 lead. He would also add a sack fly from Andrew Monasterio in that 12th inning. It would make it a 3-1 lead heading to the bottom of the 12th. But then Giancarlo Stanton would hit a hanging slider from Andrew Chafin to make it 3-3. Brewers went scoreless in the top of the 13th. Then Kyle Higashioka hit a walk-off RBI double off of uh, Hobie Milner in the bottom of the 13th. To salvage the finale for the Yankees, they went 4-3 in a wacky 13-inning game. The Brewers had 10 no-hit innings, 10 in the third no-hit innings, but they lose the game, only allowing three hits. We'll say goodnight after this and uh, preview the Marlins up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. All right, got a good pitching matchup for you back home tomorrow night. On the air at 6 o'clock with Brewers warm-up, 6.40, first pitch here to, uh, tomorrow. Brandon Woodruff against Jesus Lazardo, starting off a four-game series. Then on Tuesday, TBD for the Marlins against Freddie Peralta, also at 6.40. On Wednesday, the Brewers still have listed as TBD. That could be... Uh, Adrian Hauser coming back from the IL, and then that's also at 640. Then finally a day game on Thursday at 110. We'll see what the Brewers decide to do in the latter stages. I'll be with you again tomorrow for Brewers Extra Innings. My thanks to Jeff Cirillo and our producer, Evan Wittalison. I'm Dom Catronio. What a game. What a day of baseball. Good night. We'll see you next time, and keep on swinging.